Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast reprint. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yeah, hello everybody. Welcome to the Reader Copy reprint. It's uh, <laughs> Wednesday, July 20th and we're a couple days away from the release of Paper Girls, the series That's on true. Amazon Prime, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Prime's getting a game of comic book things. Well, they've been in the game. Have they? Blue oh yeah, Boys. Boys. Yeah. Invincible. Invincible. That's true. I'm waiting for uh, another season of Invincible. That was a good show. Yeah, yeah. I say, I guess this is their second iteration of Image stuff specifically. So that's kind of yeah. something to know. There's even um like a spinoff of The Boys. Yeah, Diabolical, like yeah. the car- animated thing. Yeah. I've been watching it recently. I haven't. C- catching up a bit. I'm excited for Paper Girls because I really like the comic book. That's right. Yeah, we're out of town. So we're doing a reprint and this yeah. time around it's Paper Girls. An- another uh, Brian K. Vaughn favorite Paper Girls Hey, if, if you like Stranger Things, maybe, maybe watch this. <laughs> it has the somewhat of a vibe, but I don't know. It's different. It is different. I'll say it has a lot of the same framework of like young kids on bikes. I, it has the same starting point, And then yeah. we'll see where it goes after exactly. that. Exactly. Pretty much. That's pretty on point. Yeah. Uh, different vibes. Totally. Um, I wonder if it's as much of a comedy, but uh, I'm going to give it a try. Mm. I've read what we've read for the show. Yeah. I'm going to- You've read what we've read? Yeah. Like uh, not more than that (laughs) for the show. Yeah. Uh, So I'm actually going to go in blind for after we get past that first trade. Okay. I wonder how much they're going to show in the series if it's just the first trade or not. Because the first trade alone gets really crazy. Yeah. Uh, You're going to listen to it again uh, and just reprint it a little bit. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Um, So no news this week and probably old side stories. I don't even know what we talked about back then could have been something ancient i don't know yeah could probably have. forgot <laughs> maybe we're talking about season one of stranger things who knows oh wow <laughs> have you heard of the show <laughs> <laughs> all right um enjoy paper girls Like you said, we're not going to be doing one of the big two this weekend. We're actually doing a book out of Image Comics. Yeah, so the third biggest. <laughs> third biggest, yeah. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing Paper Girls. Paper Girls, yes. I heard of this book, and I thought I knew what it was about, because I thought you told me about this book a long time ago. Really? And it's not it. I, you must have been talking about a different book. Probably. What did you expect? Uh, I thought you, when we saw this at like a comic convention once, I thought you told me it was about this girl that had a blog. Oh, you're talking about Snot Girl. Okay, that's what I thought this book it's was totally different book yeah so when i was reading this i was like when did she get to the blog totally different thing <laughs> okay okay so yeah paper girls totally different from that yes was written by brian k vaughn yeah you like brian k vaughn one of my faves uh some other work he's been doing uh he's also worked on why the last man yes which uh why the last man is like every straight man's fantasy but uh turned into a nightmare okay it's like all the men in the world are gone except one guy yeah why <laughs> The Last Man. Why? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He's worked on Ex Machina, which is like a political thing with also a superhero on the main front where like, okay. I think it's like the president or something. He turns into a superhero at a certain point. Wow. All right. Uh, I, I haven't dove into that yet. I haven't really dove into a lot of Brian K. Vaughn stuff, but one book that I absolutely love, Saga. Saga. Yes. You know, such a good, you know, uh, space Romeo and Juliet book yeah. pretty much. It's long going too. There's like a shitload of issues already. It's like a saga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, noted that in, in interviews that he wrote it so that it could be as long as he wants. He's just going to stay in the world as long as he wants. That's good. Because it, it just uh, we did an episode on it. And just that like section, the first volume had like so much yeah. involved. So much to fall into. Yeah. Yeah. So much to follow with Marco and Alana. But yeah, we're not, we're not talking about that book today. <laughs> okay, good. Um, also, it was drawn by Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang. Okay. Uh, it's pretty good work in the book, right? Yeah, I really like it's it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen much of his work in other things, but he's also worked on Wonder Woman with uh, Brian Azzarello. Okay. Some pretty good work there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not too much on, on the creators this week. Yeah. When you, I look at the artwork, I was like, this is definitely an image book. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. With like a... Image has sometimes a style and aesthetic and it fits right into that i think they they're totally open to like flat colors a lot of the time okay yeah right and very like thick line work yeah 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 which so, i like paper girls it works for that aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah so you want to jump into the story yeah let's do it so we start off with the main character erin um she's like this uh teenage girl i think she's starting her first years into high school okay and it's a weird scene she's actually on the moon the surface of the moon <laughs> yeah with no helmet or anything no space gear she's in a unitard and she's holding an apple in her hands looking down at it okay and out of nowhere she looks up and sees an astronaut right with wings looking at her like an angel and she's 
says, uh, the angel, uh, astronaut says, Angel nut. Welcome to heaven. Oh, okay. And Aaron looks at her and says, um, Oh, you're a Christy McAuliffe, which was one of the astronauts on the Challenger. The Challenger, is that the one that blew up? Yeah, the Challenger uh, space shuttle that yeah, blew up, right? The real it devastated life. the nation. Yes. Right. Um, and I guess it was just, a, it's in that moment. This actually takes place in like the, the 80s, I think. Yeah, definitely. Did. I think yeah. it was like 87. Okay, around then. Okay. And Aaron is dumbfounded at what's going on. Like, uh, oh, like the Russians finally got us. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. She's just, it's just such a weird scene right now. And she asks, oh, we're in heaven? Where's my sister? Right. And the astronaut says, Missy is in hell. Yeah, it's her younger sister. Her younger sister. She turns around and the scene totally changes. They're in a classroom. Her younger sister, her, her younger sister Misty, is strapped to a chair. And over her is a, a devil demon-looking character <laughs> from erupting from the ground. Her sister's like in elementary school. Yeah, it's totally yeah. like a little kid right now. Yeah. Strapped to a chair. And the devil is like, to save your sister, you have to answer this one question. And she, Aaron's like, what's going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Super trippy. The devil says, uh, which tribe named our crooked rivers the Kuahai or something like that? Yeah. And then A, the Mohawks, B, the Iroquois, C, the Apache, D, the Blackfeet. Aaron just says, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows that? So we're just getting the idea of these characters is like some a teenage character just does not yeah, vibe she's with like uh, smart ass. Smart ass, yeah, totally. The the astronaut gets angry and the devil uh spearheads the, the girl's uh, face off and the astronaut has like a skull face and is eating the apple and it's just like this weird scene and it turns yeah. out it was all a dream yeah it's all like a nightmare a nightmare yeah exactly Erin wakes up in her bunk bed looking down at her sister in the bunk below yeah and she asks up missy are you are you dead <laughs> and missy just gives her a weird look and it's early in the morning i like her room because they have a poster of monster squad yeah do you know that movie? i noticed that too yeah yeah monster squad movies tight i've watched that years after it came out when you introduced it to me yeah because it was made before you were born because uh wolfman's got nards wolfman's got nards <laughs> <laughs> That's, that movie's that is only good for that line yeah <laughs> you have to watch it just to get to that line okay but uh it turns out erin is a paper girl meaning what like a paper boy oh who okay delivers the newspapers she's uh she's waking up early in the morning like 4 a.m and she sees the newspaper truck dropping off the newspapers for her to deliver right, right on, on her route yes what is a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> this is thing back in the 80s <laughs> yes like, you know we're in the past right yeah now. it's like you took a website and you printed it out <laughs> you have to swipe yeah <laughs> Uh, Erin, she's like getting ready. She's like getting all her rubber bands, her knives to like cut up the, uh, the, the wrapping for the newspaper. And also when she's like digging to get that out, she's got like stacks of bills because she's been doing this route for very long. She's got stacks yeah. of like ones in a rubber band. So paper girls, they do all right for themselves, I guess. Yeah. I mean, this is a well-paid job. You got to wake up early. I guess so. When you're like 13 years 13 old. Years <laughs> old. <laughs> it's crazy. So Erin, she does that. She gets all the newspapers ready, bundles them up individually, getting ready in 4 a.m. And she leaves on her bike ready for her paper route. And in her new get in her get up for the day is totally Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So she's wearing like a denim jacket with like a collar up. Popped up collar. Pop up polo collar. Yep. With a black vest on. So, you know, yeah. it's definitely the 80s. She looks good. <laughs> Ferris Bueller totally. Yeah. Uh, we see this. the name of the town she's in is called Stony Stream, Ohio. Yes. So she's going about her paper route, tossing papers to the footsteps of the, the door. And we see uh, some teenagers trick or treating. I guess it's it's, uh, it's Halloween right now. It's Halloween, yeah. Or the night before was Halloween. Right, right. We see uh, like a, a Freddy Krueger guy. We see a guy with a scary looking clown mask and a, a, another guy in a ninja costume. Yeah, that's like the third year in a row that guy's been a ninja. I mean, <laughs> I did the same thing, but that was like an elementary school. <laughs> I was a, a ninja three years running, but just like a different like color belt. Oh, you're upgrading every year. <laughs> upgrading. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I there was one year I was a ninja. I just didn't go to school, but you you didn't see me because I was a ninja. Shut up! <laughs> so you didn't go to school. You just yeah. no one saw you. <laughs> Okay. And these teenagers are being punks right now, like asking for a newspaper and she's not having it. She's kind of sick of teenagers. She, she doesn't like them. I guess they're just like jerks. They're like bullies right now, yeah, right? Because they're like the older teenagers because they're like throwing eggs at signs and stuff and TPing houses. Right. They have the, the shaving cream yeah. to like smack on somebody's wall or whatever. I don't know what you do. I, right. never, I was never a bad kid. I didn't do this stuff. Sure. 
<laughs> and the bullies are, are like grabbing onto our bike like just give me a newspaper I'm gonna don't worry what I'm gonna do with it yeah. right and then some other paper girls show up there's three girls on bikes with their newspapers and their satchels and uh, <laughs> I don't want to say this this is the next line but like the, the leader of them yes. says uh, cool costume F word yes not, not the other F word the other the, the bad the F bad F word yeah. I'll, I'll say fuck but the other F word yeah <laughs> This, it's a uh, the 80s. Yeah. Okay. And that was a derogatory term back then. Yeah. And it's a girl saying this. It's a girl saying this. Yeah. So you know what time it is. <laughs> what year it is. And so there's three other um, paper girls, but they're like cooler. They're cooler. They're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I guess they, uh, they've they been around the block already right. doing this for a while now. They introduce themselves. There's uh, the main like leader of them. Her name is uh, Mackenzie. Yes. And then there's a girl called Tiffany. And mm-hmm. She kind of looks like uh, Alisa Turtle, I would say. Okay, yeah. She's she's wearing like a varsity jacket though, right? Varsity jacket, yeah, totally. Yeah. That makes sense. And then we have like a, a taller brunette girl, KJ. KJ, yeah. I think they all go to like different schools though. Yeah, they all go to different schools. They just like work the same route. So that's, right. that's why they, they know each other as paper girls yeah and they kind of stick together yeah uh, Mackenzie was apparently like the first paper girl in their town so yeah it's like a she's a four mother <laughs> founding mother okay Mackenzie you know how she's cool because uh, she smokes as okay. a, like a 14 year old cigarettes yeah and that was really cool in the 80s I don't know about nowadays yeah. it'd be like a jewel now right yeah, I guess so. So they invite Erin to go out on their, their route to continue on, right? Yeah, so they just met, but she's like kind of joining their group now. Yeah, Mackenzie's like, well, okay, let's, let's go already while Erin's just trying to introduce herself. So they figured like it's faster for them to deliver the newspapers if they split up. Right. But they don't want to, like they don't want to go on their own because it's like safer if they're together in pairs. So uh, it's going to be Mackenzie and Erin. So the new girl and like the legend, <laughs> right? Right. And then the other two are going to go cover the other side of the town. And um, Mackenzie asks uh, Tiffany for like one of her walkie-talkies because she's been saving up for like these pair of walkie-talkies. And she's saying like, you know, don't lose it. It costs her like 50 bucks. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money in the 80s. Yeah. I, also as a, like a, a young person, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, so they split up. It's Aaron and um, Mackenzie, Mackenzie going one side. So this is like the new girl and like the leader of the squad. Squad. Um, and then the other two are going to go other side and they talk to each other over the walkie-talkies. Right. It's very Stranger Things right now. <laughs> it's very uh, E.T. Uh, I didn't really like the Goonies, but it's yeah, kind of like that. Like the Goonies, yeah. There's a team. Except this is an all-girl team. Right. The paper girls. So Mackenzie goes in front while uh, Aaron's kind of hanging back and she notices three like figures. I guess like what looks like trick-or-treaters too, but they're like kind of in like mummy ninja black wrappings. Yeah, like fully covered. And they like kind of look like adult-sized people. Yeah, right? and, but she thinks they're just trick-or-treaters because one of them is holding like a, a, like a pillowcase or like a sack full of stuff, which she assumes is candy yeah totally totally weird looking though we get a close-up of one of their eyes and their eyes looks like a it's totally abnormal it's in not their, a regular pupil in their pupil it's like a triangle yeah and then like the veins in the eyes are like really red and you can see like something's going on underneath, underneath there with the two of them alone Mackenzie and Aaron we can kind of get the sense that Aaron's like kind of like a like a straight and narrow while Mackenzie's like whatever yeah. I won't I won't give that person a newspaper because they stiffed me last time so I'm right. just gonna break the rules and like enforce everything mm-hmm. while Aaron's just like all right, fine. Uh, I guess she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Aaron's very like play by the rules and Mackenzie's like, she doesn't give a fuck. She does whatever she wants. <laughs> she smokes. <laughs> yes. She's smoking a cigarette right now. And then out of nowhere, a police car shows up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Stops him in the middle of the street and the cop comes out and like the cop knows Mackenzie like by name. By last name. Yeah. Coil. Like I know you. Yeah. Like, they have a history. And then Mackenzie's like, I ain't doing nothing. So you just you just totally get the vibe that Mackenzie is super cool right now. She's had run in with the cops already yeah. before. The cops are just like kind of like harassing them, like just making sure they don't do anything wrong, even though they weren't yet. Yeah. Except Mackenzie was smoking. <laughs> um and it's almost just like showing Aaron like, oh, like Mackenzie's like tough, cool one. Real deal. Yeah. On the walkie, they had a call from Tiffany and KJ, and Tiffany was uh taken down by some of those uh bullies from earlier yeah she was like knocked down and she like scraped her knee so they they, they meet up and we could see her on on the floor with her knee like totally scraped up her jeans are gone and they they took uh the walkie 
one of the walkies that Tiffany had at the time. The one that she was like scared to lose, like it cost her a lot of money. Yeah, she's like crying on the on the ground right now. Like she, she saved a hell of money for Christmas and all that for it. Mackenzie on the uh, walkie that she has, she's like punking the the bullies on the other end of the the walkie talkie. Like you punks, you better have that walkie talkie intact when I come and find you, right? Yeah. So now they're like hunting them down. She's like, all right, we're gonna go get our shit back. Yeah. Straight up, like to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the parole with uh, the four bikes is going around the stony stream and Tiffany points out oh there's a window open check it out that must be them right they must have been hiding in this building in this um like house that's under construction right now yeah you can tell it's like renovating because like all the walls are still like drywall and like nothing's really like patched up or anything so they see that the window's open they must be hiding in there yeah like alright score we're gonna we're gonna sneak in and just get the jump on them yeah they get inside and it's like really quiet they have their uh, flashlights out in this dark room house right now they can hear a, like a noise and they, they think it's coming from downstairs yeah there's like a hum and so they're like all right i mean who cares let's go into the basement of this it's creepy never... abandoned <laughs> yes nothing good ever happens in basements <laughs> uh, all right so they sneak down there and like hello dickweeds <laughs> I, I like the the character in this book. It was like very uh very 80s in the way they they just like mm. name calling pretty much. Yeah, this is like um the bully from uh Breakfast Club, like the way he oh, would talk and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what Mackenzie's like. Pretty much. Uh, they sneak down into the basement and they see this like uh some type of structure. Like uh, what would you say? How know, big like, is this like, thing? It's like a like like a cabinet size thing, but it looks yeah. like a like a, like a spherical barrel, like a refrigerator size almost, but it's like a cylinder and it's covered by like this black tarp yeah that but that's where the noise tarp. is coming from right they can hear it what the hell is that thing yeah and they get closer and they try and uh take off the blanket but they're holding it and it's like kind of feels like it's like skin like the like the, the not, tarp that's covering it it doesn't feel fabric. like fabric yeah what the hell is this stuff and they uh aaron just totally pulls it apart pulls it off and they look at it and it's like jesus it's, it looks like a uh like a space shuttle type of thing like, like a space capsule like a pod yeah like what they used to like land on the moon right in the 60s which uh an uber driver tried to tell me like we never landed on the moon <laughs> you told me the story like, oh, you got like a low star rating <laughs> What do you mean? He's telling you the truth. Why, oh, you, why does nobody believe that we landed on the moon? I don't know. You just got a weird Uber driver that one day. <laughs> okay. Back to the story. So it, it kind of looks like that. Like it's a space. It's that shape. It's that shape, but it kind of looks like kind of steampunky in a way or yeah. like uh, out of Star Wars or something. Where and it's like rusty. And... Some parts of it is like organic. Like it looks like flesh. Fleshy, like, yeah. Yeah. Like it is almost like a womb. I don't know. <laughs> surrounded, put together with like metal parts. And the girls just have no idea what the hell this thing is or like is this some kind of modern art yeah uh, it's, it's from outer space it's just like a some type of i don't know but it's like an alien pod or something it's alien cages like doesn't believe this they're just like oh it's just a it's just a prank right now. Right. The, these bullies, they know that we work for the Preserver, which is the name of the, the newspaper for this town. Yeah. And they're, they're probably thinking, we're going to tell the story about this and we're just going to be caught that we, we don't, we're just telling some lies about this weird spaceship right now. Yeah. KJ said, um, it's actually the 50th anniversary of the that War of the Worlds radio play. Prank, yeah. So it's just, uh, it's just another prank too. And they're just going to catch us in this, right? Yeah, so I think one of them actually like touches it, like knocks on it, thinking like, oh, we're not falling for this kind of thing. Get out of there. Get out of there. Yeah, and I think like all of a sudden like this, it shines super bright light flashes in front of them. There's this cool shot where you actually see the uh, like an x-ray of them, like they're like a, yeah. like a pink uh, skeletons of them in, in, in this flash. And the girls, the girls are there and they're just like, whoa, what was that? What yeah. happened right now? It was like a blink of a flash and then it's pitch black and then they're just back to the normal. Like what, what, what was that? The, the humming? from mm -hmm. earlier is gone but then it actually starts to increasingly grow get louder again yeah. It's like, mm. yeah and uh aaron's just like run we gotta get out of here yeah they think it's gonna explode and uh, they're running out of the house and we can see the uh like the the lights outside on the street they're like bursting like, yeah <laughs> so something's going on and they look up to the sky and they can see stars like it's not like the regular black right of, a, of a, their town in the in the sky yeah and it's just like whoa what's going on and it's like a lot of stars like you could see like the spiral of another galaxy exactly it's like full-on like just there they can see everything there's like comets and everything like they're not it's like not the regular sky they see something changed yeah. for sure they have no idea what's going on mm -hmm. they see the uh the bullies but it's actually not the bullies from the beginning it's the three figures in the uh black like mummy costume 
times. Right. Uh, KJ points them out and they're like, all right, they're, they're leaving. We have to go catch them. They took our walkie-talkie. Yeah. So she runs after them. She apparently is like a field hockey player. Right. So she has one of like her field hockey sticks out and she's about to like knock one of them over. But the one that she's about to hit just like backhands her and like hits her down to the ground. Right. And all the while, the three of the uh, black figures, they're like speaking in a different language. It doesn't look like any other language, in, at least in the text here in the comic. Yeah. The quote bubble, it almost looks like hieroglyphics. Yeah, like hieroglyphics. But these are these are like bigger dudes, so they just like toss them to the side. But Mackenzie jumps on one of them and tries to grab uh, the mask of, of one of these bullies. She pulls it off and we see the guys like disfigured. Yeah, it's totally like a mutated human face, but like almost like elephant man looking. Yeah. But it has like, I don't know, cybernetic parts attached to his head into his like his ears right now and he kind of looks like um like in goonies like kind of the same thing like oh, that right. one guy yeah right looks like that this is a sloth uh, sloth i think yeah. yeah i've never really seen all of goonies in a one go okay i don't think it's right. <laughs> but this guy's like speaking a totally different language and he actually tries to strangle Mackenzie. Yeah, he has his arms around her neck now. And he's like, put her down. And with this guy distracted, Tiffany baps him on the head and knocks him out. Yeah, with the uh, field hockey stick. Right. And then he like runs away into the forest. <laughs> and they all just they, they all just book it, the three of them. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie just throws up out of nowhere. Yeah, well, she's getting choked. And I, I like what they did with the text bubble here. It's just like scrunched up in the text bubble. She's like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, she's like panicking now. She's like paranoid right now, right? Yeah. Um, KJ sees that while they're running away the, the three guys are running away one of them dropped something on the ground so she goes to pick it up and she says like there's like this weird symbol on it and then Aaron grabs it and she says it's not a symbol it's an apple it's an apple and she shows it and it's it looks like a like an iPod nano or something yeah like an iPod shuffle or something yeah and mind you it's the 80s right it's now it's the 80s yeah. she's holding it up and it's yeah the iPod like the Apple square, logo like two inch by two inch little device it's like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> so jumping into the next issue, we are following one of these uh, black wrapped up figures and he's carrying that 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 pillowcase that he was carrying earlier and he's just carrying it and he's running in the, the neighborhood and it kind of looks like very abandoned this neighborhood right now in, in Stony Stream. He's jumping some fences, going to people's back, backyards and he hears like a ver ver out of nowhere. And then above him, there looks like a portal opens up and we only see the legs of this figure coming out of the portal and it looks like like a dragon leg or something it's a giant monster leg thing like land on the ground and it's just like a giant shadow cast over this this guy yeah the next shot is uh just glimpses of him being pretty much beaten to death by whatever this thing is yeah you see like the shadow and it's just like crushing his head and then like a blood splatter yeah against the the fence what was in the pillowcase were different types of telephones like from different eras i guess yeah but it's like there's like the big chunky cell phone from the 80s from uh, zach morris Yes, there's the, the walkie-talkie that um, Tiffany had, but then there's also like flip phones and uh, like the Nokia phone that everyone had. Nextel. <laughs> the Nextel. The landlines. The, the landline with the, with the coily cord on it still. So this guy's just stealing a bunch of phones. I guess. But like throughout history or something. Something's going on. And then uh, we also, at the end of the scene, we see someone else pick up one of these telephones. Yeah, so another figure, uh, it's like a hand reaches down and grabs the walkie-talkie. Right. And, but it's like the hand is like wearing like armor or something. Something in like a white shiny armor. Yeah. So the girls not knowing what's going on, they uh, they run to Aaron's house just to like regroup right now. Yeah. But no one's at Aaron's house. Like her family's gone for some reason. Something must be going on. It's still the middle of the night, but no one's home. And then uh, KJ is like, oh my God. Like she's like shocked at something. And they turn around to see what she's like surprised at. And she is shocked that Aaron's family gives out full size Hershey bars for <laughs> yeah. Halloween. Yeah, remember it's Halloween right now. It's like the full size, like it's the big bar. And that is a big deal. Yeah. I have to say. I was, I was shocked too. <laughs> Biggest surprise in the book. Yes. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they can't find anyone in the house right now so they're just figured everyone evacuated something weird is going on in, in Stony Stream um, what the hell is going on right now yeah they think there's been like some kind of like evacuation or something yeah they don't know what to do so they're thinking uh, they have to go to Mackenzie's place because Mackenzie her dad has a gun yeah so they need to protect themselves these like some figures are roaming the streets doing something right yeah they gotta figure out some way to defend themselves so yeah it, we just get a sense that the, the town is abandoned right now they're back on their bikes 
on the way to Mackenzie's and they're still like eyeing this weird apple nano thing that Aaron is carrying around. Yeah. Like, they have no idea what the hell it is. Like it's something tiny. It's totally foreign to them because it is the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> they get close to uh, Mackenzie's house but they see another trick-or-treater like just frozen in the middle of the street just standing there. Just standing there. Um, It's a guy with like a big army jacket, uh, Guns N' Roses t-shirt under that jacket but then like a wolfman mask over his head. Right. And um, this is like not off Jordans that he's wearing. They can't use the real Jordans. Yeah, I noticed that too. (laughs) (laughs) They look just like Jordans, but different logo. Yeah, the logo is like a K instead of the Jumpman. The hell is that? Uh, they, but, they, I think they know this guy, right? Yeah, they recognize who it is because they knew who was wearing the mask earlier. Uh, some Wallace guy from the neighborhood. So they approach him, but he's just like frozen. Like he's not moving. At all. Yeah. He's just standing still. They're like, what? what's going on? Because uh, again, something's going around. Something's going on in the town. Right. They, Tiffany is about to touch the wolfman's face. Um, but they look up and what's happening is there's like a, a horde of... <laughs> What look like pterodactyl, yeah, like uh, type dinosaur things, Jurassic Park yeah. looking uh, bird things. They look like okay, they look like pterodactyls, but with long necks. Yeah, and then like a kind of like a fin on top of their head. Yeah, and they're just flying above them, uh, like, like in circles. There's like dozens of them, and it's almost like there's like a portal in the sky that they're coming out of. A portal with electric coming out. Yeah, and the sky has this like red hue to everything, yeah. and they're just looking up at the sky like, what the fuck? What the hell? It's freaking monsters coming out of the sky right now. So they're panicking. They like get the hell out of there and they ride to uh, Mackenzie's house as fast as they can. Yeah. Also, Wallace just disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah. They have no idea where he went. They finally get to Mackenzie's place and they're just like, what the fuck is going on in this town? (laughs) And Mackenzie's looking for her dad's gun in the the closet, looking everywhere. Uh, She can't find it. And behind them is Mackenzie's stepmom. And this is straight up like Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah, it is, right? <laughs> From Aliens. Straight up Sigourney Weaver. It looks like her exactly. She's got uh, she's smoking in one hand and she's got a, a bottle of Jack in the other. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she's hella drunk right now. Yeah. And she's like, everyone, all the kids are like, who the hell are you? And yeah. she's like, I'm Mackenzie's mom. Yeah. Mackenzie's like, no, you're my stepmom. Yeah. Right? That's the beginning of the relationship right yep. now. And uh, she's uh, she's drinking, thinking like, oh, this is uh, this is the, the GD end of the world right now. Yep. Right, she knows what's going on outside. She thinks it's the, uh, I guess, the rapture, right? Yeah, that's what she thinks it is. The um, the dad, Mackenzie's dad, is nowhere to be seen. So the stepmom is thinking he's been summoned up into yeah. the sky, right? And she's left behind. She's one of the leftovers. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like you, Mackenzie, the reason why you're here is because of your dirty mouth. You yeah. You're always cussing <laughs> and all that. Um, they're asking like where the gun is and apparently like the Alice, the stepmom, she has it and it's like behind her back and she pulls it out. She's, she was holding it the whole time. She like pulls it out and, uh, okay, I guess we have to take care of the rest of us sinners. Yeah. She's like, it's time to end it. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) She points the gun at the kids, at Mackenzie and she's like, okay, I, we got to take care of this. And then she's like, I can't do it. And then she puts the gun to her own temple. Yeah. The, the stepmom. And Mackenzie's like, don't. Yeah. She like dives to uh, pull the gun away. Yeah. She's like, you can't do this. I love you. Right. Yeah. It's really uh, kind of a, a touching moment. Yeah. So that her true feelings are revealed. Yeah. But they're like struggling over the gun. Um, It goes off. Bang. Bang. Uh, You just see the other three kids and it's just like a yellow splash page. It's just bang on top of them. And they're all surprised. Like, yeah. What? the hell yeah and the next issue actually jumps to a whole different scene on the uh the high school's football field football court (laughs) football court (laughs) i don't know sports and it's uh one of the teenagers of the town then he's he was also trick-or-treating he's got the like terminator mask on yeah cool where like half of his face is like robotic half his face being ripped off right now yeah but it's just a mask it's just a mask yeah and uh he's like I am tripping off my face right now. He's looking at the portal in the sky where these monsters are coming out and all electricity is hitting the ground. Yeah, it looks like um, in Thor Ragnarok. Remember how Thor had to get out of that planet? The uh, the devil's anus. The devil's anus? It looks just it like looks that. It looks like a cloud portal in the sky. Exactly. And a bunch of pterodactyls flying down. <laughs> this uh, teenager, he's greeted by uh, another teenage girl. Uh, and they're, they're like, okay, it's the end of the world. We have to take care of each other now. Yeah. And uh, he confesses his love for this, this girl girl he's like i'll take care of you and the girl just like as if yeah pushes him away get out of here (laughs) 
<laughs> Even if this is the end of the world, get out of here. For real, you're not last man. <laughs> <laughs> the teenagers are just like on the, the football field while one of these monster pterodactyl things arrives right and in front of them. It's huge. It's like four stories high when it like stands in front of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not just the, the pterodactyl thing. There's a dude riding the pterodactyl. Yeah. The pterodactyls have like saddles on them and they're being like, uh, like Avatar. Remember Avatar? Avatar ridden? Yeah. yeah Avatar ridden. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And what looks like to be a, uh, a guy in that like white shiny armor from earlier. Mm-hmm. And he has like a glowing staff thing. Scepter type of deal. Yeah. He points it towards the teenagers and just zaps them and they turn into like, like this glowing light, but they also like fade away. Like they like evaporate they're like like, warped away or something they're like sand like flowing in the wind yeah and uh this guy is like he goes on his uh his own like communicator device but he's not speaking english it's like broken english it's uh the way you read it you have to like kind of suss out what it means yeah because it's like what's the word homophones of uh of things like it sounds like the word you're trying to say but it's spelled totally differently yeah and it's almost like super slanged Super slang. That's yeah. that's a good way to say it, I guess. Because <laughs> he goes like, like he's on his walkie-talkie device thing. He's like, "Ayup, pose tomorrow, stranglers, forwarded frequency five, the next." Yeah. So it kind of, <laughs> I have an idea of what he's saying, but not to, really. You have to squint, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But then he just hears the bang in the sky. And we jump back to the scene at Mackenzie's place. Where the gun went off. That's what he heard. Right. Uh, Mackenzie is not hurt at all. She's, there's no bullet hold, holes in her. The, the stepmom s- is fine. She's like still like crazy, yeah. but she's like not hit. She's like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. And then uh, we look at the three other girls and Erin is bleeding out in her belly. Yeah. And she got hit. She got shot. And this is the point in the story where like, when do we get to the blog? Are you serious? <laughs> I can't believe you. I thought this is what it was about. <laughs> getting so crisscrossed through the comics straight now. <laughs> Aaron sees it on her shirt all the red she's like oh okay and then she faints yeah she didn't even realize she was shot yeah the the four girls are just freaking out right now they're looking for the the stepmom but she's she's already gone she's like McKenzie's like Alice Right. Yeah, they turn back and she's not there. The bottle of Jack's like there and the gun is on the ground, but she's nowhere to be seen. She disappeared somehow. So now it's just the four girls and Aaron is bleeding out. Like they have to do something now. They got to. And we see them already. Be, they're in a station wagon. Yeah. And Tiffany, who doesn't know how to drive, she's driving the car right now. Yep. Aaron's in the back, like speaking nonsense because she's bleeding out. And he's like, oh, I got a quiz tomorrow. Yeah. She's like <laughs> just mumbling. And they're just, they're just jetting it right now. They're trying to drive as fast as they can uh, tiffany she's only been like driven around the parking lot once or twice right exactly they're still young teenagers they're like preteen almost pretty much uh we see the uh the three uh black figures hooded figures and they're uh they're like sneaking around the neighborhood very much like the costumes are like ninja-ing right yeah, now they're ninja-ing going through the backyards and they finally see the third guy that was uh beaten to death in one of the backyards yeah they find like his headless body because his head was like ripped off by one of those pterodactyls there's just blo- a pool of blood on the ground yeah so now there's only two of those guys now yeah one of them pulls out what looks like a ray gun out of his his uh robe yeah this ray gun is like the cool you maybe get it at like chinatown looking toys really okay this is when i was a kid huh. and it looked like a gun with like when you pull the trigger like lights up and maybe makes like laser sounds like yeah it gets really annoying after a long time i bet yeah but as a kid it's the funnest thing ever. i loved it (laughs) erin is totally like in days mode right now she's like having some weird dreams right now and she's greeted with uh ronald reagan she's like ice skating with ronald reagan right now right right while above them is uh some uh spaceships fighting each other like uh like like star wars yeah <laughs> but she's like having a conversation with ronald reagan reagan's like uh well you know what dad always says not everyone who gets shot dies yeah <laughs> And it's just like this really weird conversation between the two of them. And uh, Aaron's like, oh, you know what? I missed the fifth grade. Yeah. Aaron, I mean, Ronald Reagan is just giving it to her like, that's because you had friends back then. Yeah. He's like, I still do. And he's like, your no, sister doesn't count. Your sister doesn't count. Your pen pal doesn't count. Yeah. So this is totally just McKen- or sorry, Aaron's like introspection right now. Yeah. Like, it's her own like thoughts. Yeah. Weird like nightmare escape right now. Yeah. They're still in the backseat of the station wagon. But out of nowhere, while they're jetting, the, the guy in the white suit of armor is standing in front of them and they just break right yeah. in front of them. 
And he is holding the walkie-talkie. Somehow he tracked them, right? Yeah. So it, the car screeches and stops right in front of that dude. Um, Tiffany and KJ get out of the car. And KJ points the gun that they had straight at the guy. And the guy is now pointing like his laser staff at them. Yeah. Don't move. And uh, he's actually like, are ye locals? And it's again, it's that weird speech where it's like a weird different yeah, different English somehow. Right. And he pulls out a, a different device. And for some reason, now he can understand them. Or yeah. they can understand him. And it's like a translator device. He pulls it close to his uh, his neck and he's like, uh, my sincere apologies. This must have been troubling for you. Yeah. So something is, he's not actually that bad of a dude, I guess. All of a sudden, like they understand him perfectly. Yeah. And I, I think he's trying to explain like, you know, this all this seems weird. But if you come with me, I'll explain everything and it'll all make sense. So just let me, all, all of you guys come with me. I'll help the girl that's shot. Just trust me. You'll be safe. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. But out of nowhere, bang. Bang. I like this shot because it says the big words are bang, but it's like a cutout picture. And inside the bang is the dude, like his head with like a bullet going through his head. Going straight through his head. Yeah. And KJ just totally pulled the trigger on the gun and this dude is on the ground dead. Yeah. But it wasn't KJ. It was actually one of the, the figures in the black ninja hoods. Yeah. And it was that ray gun that he had. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> I don't know her. So what the hell is going on? <laughs> the guy that was going to help them now is like dead. Right. And now these figures, they actually have they walk up to the girls with their hands up. Yeah. Like, they're not there to harm them. Or safe right now. Yeah. They pick up the translator thing that that older guy had and they use that to kind of explain what's going on. Yeah. One of them says, uh, trust us. We're the last thing you want to do is go with this guy. Yeah. I'm telling you. This weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And the last guy pulls the mask off and he says, like, we're just like you. And it reveals, like, we're teenagers. Because <laughs> it's like, it is like a younger guy. He's like a teenager, just like them. But he is kind of like mutated, disfigured a little bit. But way less than the other dude. Yeah. He kind of looks like a, a regular uh, teenager, but just like the side of his face is like mutated a bit. Yeah. But I mean, and he looks like a fresh undercut fade also. Yeah. Like he's straight out of the barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with these with these figures? Who's going on? What's going on right now? Apparently there's something going on where it's like teenagers versus adults. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The next issue, it opens up on a whole different scene. Uh, it's just like weird old dude, almost balding, but like uh, the back of his head is full on with like white hair and he's got a, a long beard. He's wearing a public enemy shirt. Yeah, like the band Public Enemy. The band Public Enemy. And he's uh he's in his bedroom and it looks like a regular-ass like modern bedroom, I guess. With like but a he headboard. Is, he is like almost like a, a Rick Rubin. You know who Rick Rubin he's is? He's a Rick Rubin. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like chill. He's, he's like kinda, a hippie almost. But maybe like a modern hippie. But like rich. But Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a tattoo on his face like on his forehead yeah it looks like kind of like an eye but with a red pupil i guess mm -hmm. and it's the middle of the night and his phone rings his, he, his phone is weird yeah it's like an old-timey looking phone but with an eye in the middle i don't know it kind of kind of in the shape of an apple yeah it's like a rotary phone you remember you know what rotary phones are you know have you ever had to use a rotary phone no never <laughs> I, I think i've played with one but i've never actually made a phone call oh with really one. yeah i think i i still when i was a very young kid i remember having to use one you actually had a like you made a phone call with like it? that was our first phone really yeah wow that's okay it's not like we didn't have another one that was just dial yeah but like we still had one that was hooked up that was still rotary. That's crazy. Yeah. And you're old. Okay. And then we had another phone where like you had to hold the earpiece in one hand and the receiver no, you in the not. other hand. And then you just go, operator, I want to talk to this person. And then they have to like patch you in. <laughs> what the? Yeah. Is that a Flintstones or something? <laughs> they just go, uh, new phone, who dis? <laughs> So this Rick Rubin character picks up the phone and on the other end is another person, a lady in one of these white uh, armor characters, like right? Futuristic, futuristic, silver, white, like silver samurai type of costume. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's got her own uh, pterodactyl looking thing and it's at the scene where the last guy was shot in front of the station wagon yeah and I guess she's reporting to this old guy like hey um, there's something happening here one of our guys got shot yeah one thing to note is the other guy the Rick Rubin character he's speaking plain English right now like modern yeah. day English yes and he's just like alright well, well I guess we best call down the editrix yeah so he's obviously like in charge he's obviously in charge making phone calls from his bedroom yeah <laughs> 
And uh, it's like these weird things they're bringing up, like, uh, well, we can't have another sea day. Whatever the yeah, hell that whatever, means. They're referencing all these things that uh, we don't know about. Something's going on. So we see the girls now. They're following the two guy, the other two teenagers that were dressed in all black. Right. And they're one of them's carrying Aaron, and they're explaining, like, you know, just we'll take care of her. Just follow us. And he leads them down into, like, the sewers. Right. Now this is, like, like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Ninja Turtles, but okay. You haven't seen it. Yeah. No, okay. I probably won't. Probably, okay. <laughs> it's pretty scary. <laughs> they showed the trailer of uh, Chapter 2 in front of Dark Phoenix. Oh, shit. And I was just like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> that was the worst part of Dark Phoenix. It was the trailer, it was for, the trailer for, for It. Chapter 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty damn scary. One of the teenagers says, um, okay, we got to keep moving. These old timers are going to catch us. Whatever that means. Old timers. What the hell does that mean? There's like right. a lot more other lingo. Still talking on this uh, communicator, miss, uh, this uh, translator. Yes. And we have to keep going. These uh, these old timers are, are bad people. Right. They killed my boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, the, Very progressive. Very progressive for the 80s. Yeah. The three girls have like different responses. One of them's like, you're what? And then the other one's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> and then KG's like, come on, Mac, what are you? <laughs> like homophobic right yeah. now <laughs> it's the 80s it's it was a different time mm-hmm. i wouldn't know i wasn't there but <laughs> um they're going through the sewers right and they're found by like this alien looking blob sphere tentacle monster yeah it was the uh the editrix whatever it was called down yeah it's this weird like spherical thing with tentacle arms at the end of the tentacles are cube but their eyes yeah like eye cubes eye cubes oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it looks like something from like Space Invaders Zim or something like that. That's pretty close. I think it looks like that one character from uh, I don't know what he's from, but Marvel vs. Capcom. It's like a weird alien green. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that from Marvel or is that from Capcom? That's Marvel. I've never I've never seen that character before in my life. I, I forgot what his name. I've only known him from that video game. Yeah, but yeah, he looks like kind of like that. I okay, think. <laughs> it looks like something from um, Altered Beast. That too. <laughs> never played that, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the editrix. It's sent down to hunt them, and it has found them in the middle of the sewer. It's shooting these weird laser spiral things out of these uh, cube eyes. It takes like the ear of one of the teenagers, and uh, it's just eyeing uh, Tiffany. Yeah, it grabs Tiffany around the neck with one of its tentacles, like wraps around her neck. Strangling. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like, I guess if you're close to death, your life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. So you have a couple pages of sequence of Tiffany's life. It's a good life. Yeah, it is 100% her just playing video games. <laughs> Not even video games, it's one video game. One game, like spending the whole year playing this one game. It's it's Breakout. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Busta Move or something. On the, I think, Super Nintendo yeah. or just Nintendo. But it's like pages, like four pages of constantly just her doing the same thing, playing the video game. Playing the video game. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty funny sequence. Yeah. Do you have any video games where this is like your thing? Like you like, every few years even you'll just return to this game and play it for a little while? Uh I mean like I have fond memories of playing like a whole summer of Call of Duty. Yeah, that makes sense. Like every day, just hours not of, doing of Call, of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> but I'm saying like it's probably like Street Fighter two for you, right? Where every time you return to it it feels like um never like, like you never changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for you. That's what I was gonna say for you. Yeah. For mine it's Mario Kart Double Dash. Okay. I mean, all Mario Karts are good, but why Double Dash? It's just the one that I had when I was the youngest. It was the first one that I owned. Okay. So I'll just, I'll punk anybody in, in Double Dash. Uh, I don't know about that, but. I will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pull it out. We'll okay. play it. <laughs> I'm still beating Street Fighter. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, she finally gets pulled away from this like weird day's dream uh, when KJ pulls her out of the uh, the stranglehold of the editrix and the, the tentacle even comes off and out of the hole where the tentacle was like blood spurts out of the editrix yeah like it's a living thing it's something weird the other teenager the uh sloth guy yeah. <laughs> pulls out another ray gun and shoots the editrix shoots him up and it just falls to the ground in the sewer and it's dead the editrix uh-huh. and it turns out the uh the communicator that they're using yeah it was tracking them the whole time so that's how the editrix found them right and they crushed the thing and now they can't understand each other anymore yeah i mean it was tracking them so they had to get rid of it but now they can't really communicate at all so they're just following them the sewer leads into like the forest Right. Like there's a big uh, drainage opening and they get out of the sewer and they're like in the middle of the woods now. They just like travel closer into the woods and they see the same like space shuttle thing in the woods. The pod thing. The pod thing. they found earlier in the story. Right. Um, one of them sticks his hand through like a fleshy hole in a the- fleshy hole. A flesh, like a- Yeah. Like a hole. 
his his whole arm in there. Yeah. And uh, he activates something where the door opens up. Yeah, like lifts up, and you could see inside. There's like uh, seats for them to like strap into. It's like a pod. It's like a spaceship pod. Exactly, but made of flesh inside. Everything. Everything is like organic in there. Ugh, gross. Uh, the the two teenagers two teenagers get inside and carry Aaron inside too. Yeah, they're saying like we're gonna help her. This is how we're gonna heal her. But the uh, three of them have to like wait outside. Right outside of the pod. Uh huh. And out of nowhere, the with a flash of light, the uh the structure of the the pod like changes. It like warps and like turns into itself. Like it's liquid and like spins yeah and it's like it's like teleporting right now right yeah and then it just like flashes away and there's like a puff of smoke left and like they're gone and it's just the three uh other girls and just like where where did they go they kidnapped aaron yeah we fucked up yeah <laughs> and then we finally have like a, a shot up in the sky and there's more of those pterodactyl riding military soldier guys and they just see that um they're looking down on the three girls right and then uh, we open up an aaron after i would say hours she wakes up and uh she's uh in the pod still yeah. but the door is open and she can see past outside the pod it looks like a, a factory or a warehouse like a warehouse like just big shelves full of boxes like like an amazon warehouse right yeah and also right in front of her looks like a a big gigantic router maybe yeah it's like a big black cylinder uh of like it looks like some kind of futuristic technology thing right with a glowing apple symbol on it yeah it's the apple logo like straight up the apple logo like i don't know how they got the rights to put that in there but yeah. it's the apple logo they can't use the jump man for jordans but they could use the apple logo <laughs> and one of the teenagers was trying to like calm her down like don't worry we're taking care of you right now we're, yeah you're fine yeah you're getting you're, you're getting your help right now just uh just let the insects do their work yeah and then we finally see what she's that they're talking about and they put like a pile of bug insects on aaron's gunshot wound oh my worst nightmare yeah but my it, worst nightmare it's healing her <laughs> yeah they're, they're healing her i don't know how they're just all like crawling all over her belly button uh, it's not worth it for me <laughs> <laughs> just let me die let me die so uh we get a, a gist of like what these characters are and i guess they're like time travelers right apparently yeah they're they're not from their time they're not from their time these guys in the black cloaks they're like time travels they call the other people in the in the silver armor they uh -huh. call them old timers so old timers it's a totally different time frame i don't know yeah and um, they're taking care of Aaron right now. They're talking about how they, they kind of like outcast too. They 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 just scavenge throughout time for mm -hmm. things, I guess. Right. Um, and they're they're talking about how they they're they're caught right now. Someone found them right. in their so space. So they gotta escape. They have to escape. They have to they have to jump. We have to jump. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're just like we have to jump right away. This some unique or function where we, we have to jump right away. But the uh the sloth looking guy likes that's that's suicide. We can't do that. Yeah. You have to like calculate your jump before you go. But other dude is. Just just like typing in like let's go we gotta go it's like yeah. that jump in like a uh, guardians of the galaxy where we're gonna be pulled apart or whatever yeah. because of the space time Einstein, right. whatever so they do um they escape but it's like a weird like teleport like when they're being pulled or jumped or whatever you can see the inside and they're just like all screaming and like disfigured and like mm -hmm. it looks all uh warpy the three girls again they're in the forest and they have no idea what's going on right like they're they just disappeared they think aaron got kidnapped Right. KJ comes up with a, a great idea and she thinks, you know, the pod that we saw earlier, the one that was in front of us right now? Yeah. What if... That's the same one. It's the same one. The one that we saw in the basement. So they, they think, think, oh, we have to go back to the basement, right? Right. But of course, from earlier, one of those uh, pterodactyl things arrives and the, the same lady that made the phone call to Rick Rubin arrives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiffany pulls out a gun on this this woman mm -hmm. and she's threatening her and the, the woman is just like giving her like, I like, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't even pull the trigger at all and then she like cocks the trigger like pulls the hammer back she pulls the hammer back and then she moves the gun and points it at the pterodactyl yeah and then was like okay no wait hold on hold on don't don't do anything and it, again it's in this weird like language it's like does not make sense at all yeah. but it is english so the woman drops her like staff laser thing Spe Skeptor, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mackenzie picks it up. But as Mackenzie picks it up, I guess she accidentally activates it because she touches the button and uh, it blasts like the ground beneath the woman's feet, like right right at her feet. And she's like flung back and hits her head on like a tree. And just totally knocked out, right? Yeah. And then the pterodactyl's like, ah! <laughs> well, that, the girls just like book it. They're just gone, right? Because uh, they can get away. Yeah. The woman uh, makes a phone call back to Rick Rubin. <laughs> this chill dude. He's just like pouring coffee now. Um, He has a new shirt on his a uh, 
Apple Records shirt. It's called Apple Records. What is that? Yeah. Another time. Can't wait. Uh, he, she's explaining like the the three girls escaped, and he's. Uh, I guess she's requesting permission to use Ultimo, which is like maybe another like super weapon. Ultimo. Yeah. But he says denied. Okay. All right. But uh, also the the Rick Rubin character, he's like walking across his home. Right. But he also enters this one room where there's there's a bunch of bodies in like tubes, mm-hmm. like 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 uh, glass cylinder, pink cylinders, and they're just like frozen in there. Right? Like a whole bunch of people. Yeah. But it's the people from the town. I noticed that. Yeah. It's the people from the town and they're just all in there. Yeah. Like you could see like one was the cop that pulled him over earlier. Uh, two of them were the teenagers that were on the football field. Yeah. I think one of them is like um, Alice, the step mom really okay something's going on yep there's like the werewolf mask guy (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so this guy for some reason is like collecting all these people from the town something's going on we jump into another one of aaron's uh dreams dream states or whatever yeah but it's her very young now like she's like i don't know five years old in her pjs walking out at night to uh, talk to her dad that's watching tv um on the news it's a the scene of john lennon's passing yeah it's like the news is reporting on john lennon's death yeah which is uh 1980 so that's how young uh she is it's like seven years prior okay her dad is like crying with her his hands in his face and when he pulls his hands away his face is melting off yeah it's it like a scary scene it's a scary scene but yeah again it's just another dream state yeah and we see Aaron and the insects are like finally crawling off of her belly so she's like i guess she's like healed now yeah like there's no wound anymore she looks up and she sees the two teenagers and they've been like morphed into the walls of the pod <laughs> like fused in and into each other's like bodies and like one of them's hands is in the other one's head yeah because i guess they rushed the 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 jump or whatever right so when they got back they it was all messed up and they're like you know close to death right now the pod opens up and it's just like smoke and, and a bright light and aaron walks out and the three girls are there to greet her and they're at the basement holy crap like from the beginning of the book they did it yeah they found each other she was in there the whole time is what they said the hell and then she says uh the teenagers are dead yeah they just they they, they risked saved their lives for to save me they saved aaron but they died yeah and while they're like greeting each other they can hear someone outside of the house yelling at them yeah so they go out and it is a big pterodactyl it is the the lady with like the silver armor right right the one that got knocked out earlier and now the rick rubin guy the leader standing out there in front of them in the house he's wearing a t-shirt sweats and slippers slippers yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like super chill i want to meet this guy yeah i want to make make a song with this guy yeah. <laughs> put on apple records <laughs> the the four of them are just freaking out they don't know what to do but aaron's like it's over and then she pulls out the ipod nano yeah with the apple logo on it yep and the entire house does the thing that the the apple the the pod the pod did the the space pod did where it like warped and like malformed and swirled around and it's like the entire lot is just like a a crater now yeah and we see like them like falling and it's like they're falling through time yeah they're the the 1990s yeah and like they're falling in like water it's like weird sequences of them just falling and like physically falling but i I think they're like separated now because it's like a different background for each of them where they fall yeah but uh they do arrive at the same place ultimately in this one like just random street right the three yeah it's only three of them though yes kj is not there yeah Mackenzie, Aaron, and Tiffany, they have no idea what's going on. They just land in, on the street again. Yep. It's nighttime. There's uh, street lights above them. We see a car's headlights in the distance and it's like pulling up towards them and they like Aaron puts her hands up like stop stop like we need your help and she's like um my name is Aaron Tang yeah I need some help right now I need some help and then the lady driving the car it's a smart car by the way yeah <laughs> comes out and she says what's your name it's like Aaron Tang like that's my name and it's like an older version of Aaron yeah at the very bottom we see to be continued yeah and you can tell it's a feature it's an older version of aaron she's driving a smart car and she's listening to something on her iphone yeah and then that's how volume one ends what the hell this is not what i thought this book was about <laughs> you thought this was gonna be about a blog yeah come on dude <laughs> i thought this is the one you were pointing at when you told me about that comic about a blog no that was a totally different book okay but it does kind of have the same art style in the sense of uh the image type of thing okay yeah uh, I really like Paper Girls. You did, yeah. Um, it was like I don't. For some parts, it was like weird for the sake of being weird, but I think that's because we haven't finished the overall story yet. Yeah, 
I think it's still going on. Of course. I'm yeah. waiting for like some some semi pay off. You know, right. It doesn't have to be the full like explain everything. Uh huh. But I'm still waiting for that because I have. I don't think we've gotten that yet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why all this is happening. Right. I don't know why. Like it seems like it's just definitely like a adults versus teenagers thing going on. Sure. <laughs> but the teenagers have like fancy tech, like a organic space pod, and the adults, even though they have like laser staffs, they ride dinosaurs and they use rotary phones. And they use rotary phones. Right? Yes. So what's going on? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then like, where's uh, KJ at the end? Like, there's a bunch of questions. They're just throwing in like a bunch of random like genres too. Right. Like uh, like black mummy robes and uh suits of armor, but with like lasers and pterodactyls. How does <laughs> this fit and make sense at all yeah and like definitely like it starts off in the 80s and it's four kids riding bicycles around neighborhood like yes that's every 80s it's the goonies right now yeah yeah. it's um i think in her room like there's a poster of lost boys too like that's kind of what it is right yeah they're totally buying into that nostalgia but they're not i don't think they're at all banking on that like that's the only thing no because it's totally weird uh yeah by the end like time doesn't even matter yeah i mean Stranger Things kind of points to that in the fact that it is it is with the trope of the four teenagers mm-hmm. and then the, into this random scenario. Right. But that's a pulled apart into like just like just a, a different dimension. This is uh-huh. like weird, like different genres. I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. say it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I really like the pterodactyls. <laughs> They're cool. It's pretty cool. They they are totally buying into the uh, the culture of the eighties. Right. They yeah. Putting it front and center of like just the freaking Ronald Reagan's in it. Yeah, Ronald Reagan's in it. <laughs> yeah. They're dropping f bombs like it's nothing. Like yeah, I get it. We're in the eighties yeah. right now. But we'll, we'll just have it. <laughs> You guys um, understand what we're doing right now. Yeah. We're not we're not saying it. Our characters yeah. are saying it. At the end we're like young or like Kurt, I don't even know how to explain it. Like main prime Mackenzie meets Pri- Mackenzie Prime. Mackenzie Prime meets future Mackenzie. Right. Like what's what's the rules of time paradox? Are are we back to the future rules? Yeah. Or are we Avengers yeah. endgame what, rules? What is it? What is it? Yeah. Can you talk to your future or past self? Aren't you supposed to faint? Yeah. <laughs> Should one of you like fade away in a photograph? Yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing I want to bring up in Back to the Future. The people in the picture shouldn't fade away. Okay. The actual photograph should fade away. <laughs> you run this up so many times. Because then someone, why would someone just take a picture of like an empty like bush? Isn't he the youngest too? Yeah. So he should be the first one to fade away he if that's the, the rules. He should be the first one to fade away, yes. Or is that right? Yeah. Why would they have a third child before the first, the first child? One? Or it's like they, uh, if they just did get married later and like, had kids later, okay, then okay. it made sense that he would be the kid, right? I guess which way are you erasing? Like, from the 80s towards the 90s are you racing that way are you racing from the 90s backwards towards the 80s <laughs> i had to talk to michael j fox <laughs> i don't know uh okay so paper girls i liked it you liked it right yeah i liked I, it too it's out there it's out there i especially like the art but oh, really? i hope the um i want to continue reading to the next volume but i hope it does get a little bit more focused yeah like i said i want some of that slight payoff somewhere right where something's going on i um we're getting it that a little bit with the uh black character black hooded characters mm-hmm. but um i don't know brian k vaughn does a good job of adding character to each character yeah uh, <laughs> it's just funny the contrast between nowadays and then but uh-huh. uh i'll have to i'll have to continue to see if i could put my stamp of approval on it. yeah um uh, the artwork definitely sells it to me too um the colors of it it's very like because the whole thing takes off takes place in like dusk sure where it's kind of like this like bright nighttime i don't know how you explain that i think i get what you mean it's like a very like light uh like a darkish blue tone right before sunrise right before sunrise but then there's like flashes of pink and yellows when things happen <laughs> when the devil's anus pops up on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool yeah i'm interested yeah i'm gonna continue on i think yeah i think i think it'll be next week's side stories okay cool yeah. <laughs> right on all right well that was uh paper girls shall we get into side stories yeah i'm ready so i don't really have anything for side stories this week i was kind of busy right right but there is something you wanted to bring up right yeah because we brought it up last week okay what do you got i finally watched dark phoenix dark phoenix x-men dark phoenix okay so tell me how much did you love it Okay, you know how I said like expectations, like uh, paint my view of how I'm going to like it. Right. I think talking to you made me like the movie more. Because it was good, right? It's pretty good. Yeah, I told you. I liked it. It's pretty good. 
I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I love it, but I don't get the hate for it. Okay, I'll say that you loved it. <laughs> what do you think people hate it? I, honestly, I think it's like they love Avengers so much that they feel like by hating X Men, it emphasizes more how much they love Avengers. Which maybe I don't know. Are I, they just comparing the two? Yeah. Which obviously, yeah, Avengers is really, really good, but you don't have to like X Men can also be good. I never really looked at it in that view of like they're competing. Mm, I think they're competing. They're definitely competing. I mean, for like the, for my for attention. Dollar. Yeah. I don't think it is because I'm going to watch everything. The fact that Disney bought them too and they know like this story is kind of like a dead end. Right. It's like, I don't have to watch this. I, it's just say it's bad. So I'm going to give it a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That, it doesn't deserve that low of a score. It was pretty good. It, okay. It was better than Apocalypse. Yeah. And I didn't like Apocalypse, but I'd say this this was a pretty good time. Uh, Tell me the parts that you liked about it. Was I right by what I said last week? Yeah, I think Sophie Turner did do a good job. I think it's the best she's been in so far. Right. Ty Sheridan, he was not exactly the Cyclops where he's just stern and like bossing everyone around. But there are inklings of that because he's like really trying to protect her. Yeah. You touch it, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, that was my favorite line in the whole movie. (laughs) Were you surprised when he said that? Yeah, because I was expecting it like throughout the whole movie because he told me. Okay. But it still caught me off guard because he says it, it to was Mag- just like really- he says it to Magneto. He says to Magento, yeah, yeah, Magento, <laughs> Magneto, yeah, yeah. Magneto, who's like a boss, he's like had a family that was taken away from him. He's okay. been a, a villain, and then this punk kid Cyclops just like yells at him. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to talk spoilers a little bit about it now. Okay. Not that anyone is going to watch it. But um, my favorite part or one of my favorite parts, like top three scenes was when they're at kind of like Magneto's sanctuary island or whatever it was. Uh, Genosha Light. Yeah. I think they're wanting to call it Genosha, but they ended up not calling it Genosha. I don't see why they didn't. But the military helicopter shows up, right? To try to take Jean. And Jean like starts crushing the helicopter. And she wants to like destroy it. But Magneto's trying to stop her because Magneto's kind of a good guy now. So they're both fighting over over like control of the helicopter yeah i love that scene magneto was struggling yeah like gene gray was like just using one hand like not even trying and magneto's like using his whole like self energy to like just hold it hold her back that setup was pretty cool i think magneto looked kind of funny but yeah it was really cool he was, like <laughs> squeezing the air or something <laughs> he's like ah, i'm trying to give you a hug <laughs> But like he's trying to save the military guys, like get in the helicopter, like like get, get you out chopper. of here, get in the chopper. <laughs> I'm Michael Fassbender, get in the chopper. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, awesome. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty intense, and she just did like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah, she was kind of just like a an alien stoic alien that was just going through the motions. And uh-huh. what happened in the end was just that Phoenix just Jean Grey just beat her with her powers. Kinda, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like, like. Uh, I think the climax was not super great. Uh, the final, final, like final battle where it was just Jean Grey and Jessica Chastain was like nothing, right? But the actual train sequence leading up to that, I really liked. That was pretty cool. It was kind of weird. Seeing just like regular people that they're fighting. It looks like regular people. Like just humans just with humans. guns, right? That kind of felt awkward to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the dude that's but once the, the aliens... guy standing in, star- in line at Starbucks, I'm going to fight him. <laughs> but once the aliens got in and they're fighting the aliens, that was really cool. Which part? The aliens, the shapeshifting aliens. Yeah. When they attack the train. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. The I thought you were talking about the military. No, no, no. The regular people, yeah. But they they look like, but they're super strong aliens. Yeah, yeah. It just felt weird to me. You know what I mean? I guess. I want to see like actual like alien that I've, I want at a certain point, they're like powers are waning and they're <laughs> fighting like cool looking aliens, not a regular ass dude. Do you know uh, those aliens originally were supposed to be something else? They were supposed to be scroll, right? They were supposed to be scrolls. That would have been. Captain Marvel took that away from oh captain marvel taking something else away yeah. all right <laughs> okay i don't think it would have been better if there were scrolls i would i was expecting them to be the um like uh shiar but the yes. shape-shifting was i don't know if that works with them they could totally change the rules i mean with Mar- marvel did with chitauri and scrolls the chitauri yeah but i mean i don't know maybe they're birds first or something <laughs> uh i liked um there's some scenes in the trailer that were not in the movie oh really like what you always say that what was it the scene where cyclops and 
uh, Professor X are yelling at each other. Was that in the movie? I oh, you, what I remember was Nicholas Holt, Beast Nicholas Holt, yeah. yelling at uh, Professor, Professor X. X. That was really good. That was like that's he, like the best acting I've seen from Nicholas Holt. Yeah, like right? I, I was totally on Nicholas Holt's side there. Like that, his acting is so good, and his like his passion and his like anger. Yeah, so well delivered. That, there was another part that was kind of weird. Is like like the one eighty in Professor X's like personality. He's like kind of not exactly selfish, but a certain at a certain point you kind of see him in that view where he's like he's like drinking a lot that's out of nowhere you don't expect the, in the uh, you're talking about like kind in of this, in, in this bi- movie in the beginning yeah yeah because the x-men saved the day from apocalypse so they're kind of like celebrity heroes now yeah and he's taking that in he's like friends with the president and he's like drinking a lot is that yeah. am, I, am i wrong like he's drinking a lot <laughs> he was drinking a lot in days of future past because he? he was depressed yeah that's true <laughs> So maybe he just got it from that. Professor X is a dick. He's kind of a dick, right? Yeah. He's putting these kids in danger. He's always been a dick. That's why he's bald. (laughs) He looks like a dick. (laughs) He controls your mind. (laughs) That's why he wears the Cerebra helmet. It's like a condom. (laughs) Okay. What? It just it just felt like such a, a weird turn for Professor X's character, hmm. like where he's always like for everyone else, and then uh... um, this was directed and written by Simon Kinsberg. Kinsberg, okay. Uh, I could tell because there's one scene that was just like to me it was silly. Was um, they're in like New York. And Jean is with Jessica Chastain. And there's two teams, like X-Men and Magneto's like team are trying to get to Phoenix, right? Sure. And she's like at the top of the stairs and they enter like the bottom. <laughs> and just like they're just taking turns talking to Jean. Like first is Magneto. Like, oh, and he gets kicked out. And they're like, oh, now Professor X takes her turn. It's the same exact location. Oh, same like scene. Wise. Yeah. It's just like, it was like, this is like lazy writing. You think so? Yeah. They're just taking turns for taking chances turns to speak to, to talk to Phoenix. Her. Yeah. And Jessica Chastain is just standing next to her, like not saying anything yeah i guess so like none of them was like who's that (laughs) (laughs) who the hell are you who are you jessica chastain (laughs) (laughs) this is molly's game right here (laughs) what about the part in that scene where they forced professor x to like walk yeah that just it was like funny it was kind of funny but like also it's showing gene's powers so it's kind of serious but i wouldn't do it that way smile at it i wouldn't do it that way it's also like just showing like um like professor x is like they're i don't say making fun of him but like embarrassing him like he's nothing to her yeah yeah it just felt like that was a weird decision on the writer's point of view to make that the scene you know i think james mcavoy is like i want to do the scene and show how well i could act like i'm walking without being able to walk are you serious physically yeah because he did that that's he's acting like he can't walk but they're making him walk is that really what they did i thought i felt like they put him in a harness and he was like <sighs> I, I, I looked that way yeah like he was kind of like hanging yeah i think so and just dragging his feet yeah because i don't think you could have physically stand that way that he's doing it that's how good of an actor he is <sighs> okay you know what then this movie deserves an oscar <laughs> he deserves an oscar <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not perfect, but I think it's not as bad as everyone's saying it out to be. I think so too. I think I think my view was warped from talking to you, and you're like giving the good parts about it beforehand, and I'm looking out for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's, still, I liked what I I saw. The, the trailer should have been like just show the trailer, but then there's like a little section of me at the bottom corner. <laughs> I'm just like you know, just still just like these parts and i'll tell you like what's what's the good parts forget about the bad parts <laughs> give it a chance give it a chance Stop. it's not gonna be perfect you know what if they did that fox wouldn't have been bought out i know right i would have saved fox <laughs> you would have saved fox <laughs> i would have done all like the trailers moving forward just like it's not gonna be like amazing but just give it a chance what are you gonna do that's gonna be uh, 10 this bucks decades movie trailer voice yeah. hey, come on this come is on, Tim. Like, come on please, come, come on, on. give it a chance just give me a chance. <laughs> it's all the trailers now. It's just somebody talking like that. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the new trailer guy. Oh, my God. But yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead. Just give it a chance. <laughs> it's still in theaters. Give it a chance. What are you going to do? Yes. You got a free weekend. It's 4th of July. Just watch it. Uh, you have anything else besides stories? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, just a quick one because uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I read Batman Last Night on Earth. Okay. Is that a complete story or is that just like one? It's just, it's just the first issue so far issue. okay but a power team between uh scott snyder and greg capullo okay so you know it's good yeah on a i think it's a black label dc thing right it is it's it's pretty good i'm curious where it goes it doesn't really feel like a batman book okay without spoiling anything can you kind of set up the premise of it hmm. no not really really <laughs> well i think they revealed the premise of it i'll i'll, I'll reveal like what the cover looks like because okay. i think i'll tell the story okay 
it's like batman and he's in like worn torn costume uh his batman costume and then he's carrying a uh, joker in like a his head is in like a like a lantern like jar just thing. his head just his head okay and he's like walking along like uh like a sandy area okay and it looks like he's like in the desert or something like a mad max like a mad max yeah okay yeah it looks cool it looks pretty good right yeah but yeah it's a it doesn't feel like a batman book but okay it's good still it's it, go, it goes places it goes places i i, I it's, it's hard to not reveal stuff because i don't want to spoil anything because i think i do i'll do a bad job of not spoiling stuff <laughs> it's like thicker than a regular issue right it's almost like a it's like 60 pages 60 pages okay yeah, so yeah. like a double issue yeah. yeah, but I mean, the art is amazing. Greg Capullo does a great job. Of course. Scott Snyder, I think he's building something that you don't expect from a Batman book, which I think he does a lot mm. with his with his stuff, you know? Okay. So I think if you like, if you're not too tight to the idea of it being a Batman book, you'll enjoy it. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. I did buy the issue. I just didn't read it yet. Okay. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Okay, cool. I'll definitely give that a chance and uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, well, that's it. I didn't have anything for side stories. Did you have anything else? That's it for me. Okay. Well, um, why don't you guys go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, whatever podcast app you're using. Just search the Reader Copy Podcast, like, share, and leave a review. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, all the social medias, all the great podcasting apps where good podcasts are found, as I yeah. say. <laughs> We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search at the Reader Copy Podcast and um, give us a follow there. We have a lot more like other content besides outside of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at the stuff you're posting. I'm like laughing to myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're definitely going to want to give us a follow there um, and then don't forget to tune in next week we'll have a brand new story for you guys and uh, yeah well, I guess we'll see you then Daniel can you hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book pick it up and read your copy see you guys <laughs> Bye.